Right, Robin and Akiva Need a Podcast, episode number 88, and we are back with Robin Akiva Need an Alfcast, and here is a man who, much like Alf, says, uh, no problem. Uh, here is the great co-host of Robin and Akiva Need a Podcast, Akiva Winokur. I thought for sure you were going to say, here's a man who refuses to eat cats or podcast about them. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. Alf would gobble up the opportunity to get cats on the wheel. Uh, that is not us. Akiva, how are you? I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever after we did, what, like eight hours of podcasts in eight days? Yeah, we did three podcasts last week. All of them were on the lengthy side, including the longest one in the history of our show. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I think it's only been a week since we last spoke, maybe even six days only. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's been six days. We recorded last week on Sunday. Uh, we're recording this week on Saturday. So uh, we are getting back on track after the double shot fiasco of 2020. Was it a fiasco? You think it's something that will never <laughs> oh. be tried again? Oh, it was a fiasco. It was a fiasco. And Was it uh, one and done? We could talk about that. Well, we can get into that more when we get into the mailbag about that. So our talk about our skip a week idea, very controversial. Uh, people, I think, are very much not liking the idea of skip a week being on the wheel. So we have all that. But last week, it was Robin and Akiva are pointless. And Akiva, almost a universal uh, a praise for the pointless format, maybe not so much for some of our judging decisions. Yeah, I was slightly surprised. I didn't know how easy it would be to follow for a, a slightly complicated game, you know, a game that would probably take a couple watches on TV to get used to. But I guess we did a decent job explaining it. People seem to really like it. Mm-hmm. Very solid crew. But I agree. We had uh, some of our some of our judging decisions. Really, my judging decisions will go down in infamy. Yeah, I think it was fine. I, I was with you uh, every step of the way. So that don't just uh, put that on yourself. I was right there. I, I take equal blame on that one. Oh, yeah, but I I enjoyed uh, being pointless. That was fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, we are going to be talking about season three, episode seven of ALF. It's actually a two-part episode, a Thanksgiving episode from 1988. Anything else you want to say before we get into uh, our ALF talk? Um, No, I feel like ALF has been floating around in the fishbowl for like a solid year and a half, and we've been... Yeah. It's... We, you know, it was very near the top of our sort of wish list on season three, episode seven. Yeah. So I think from the, yeah, from early on when we started talking about season three, episode seven, I think Alf was always part of that, that we needed to talk about that, uh, crazy show for the uninitiated, for our millennials, for our Gen Z's that are out there who may not know about Alf. Uh, certainly my kids had no awareness of what Alf was. Uh, Alf is a live action sitcom. From the uh, second half of the 80s. And in this sitcom, which aired on NBC, that there is a about um, three and a half foot hairy 
uh, sort of middle-aged uh, alien that lives with a family. ALF is an acronym for alien life form, uh, sort of like uh, like E.T. kind of already did that, but uh, that's what ALF is going for. And he is a wisecracking uh, centerpiece of a family comedy, ALF. Yes. Uh, so, so I see this idea has been floating around for almost two years, since August 2018 when we started. Can I can I read you what was in the fishbowl then, and sure. we'll see if we did it, haven't done it, or discarded it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, season three, episode sevens. I don't I don't know if there was a fishbowl yet. They may have just been on the wheel proper the first few weeks. I think. Um, comedians in cars getting coffee, which at one point was supposed to be the entire show, mm-hmm. which is going to be us watching every episode of comedians in cars getting coffee. Mm-hmm. We we ultimately decided it was not even worth one episode, and we kicked it off. Mm-hmm. Family matters. Yeah, uh, have not watched Still Family there. Matters yet, but Still it's but it's been on it's been in the uh, voting pool twice. Uh, season three, episode seven of the Seinfeld recap podcast. I think that would be us listening to the to our old podcast. Mm-hmm. Never did that. Yeah, small wonder. Yeah, got it. We we did that. Alf doing that today. Nailed it. Where in the world's Carmen San Diego? Oh, I don't think we ever. Uh, what happened? We took that out, or or we, that was going to be part of watching. We're going to watch with Eric Stein. Something like that. I, we could almost do that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, uh, dinosaurs. Yeah. Oh, that was nailed it. Uh, sliders. Oh, and then what happened? Then that got uh, taken out. It lost got some sort of out. vote, I yeah. think. Yes. And welcome back, Cotter. Got yes. knocked out. Also. One of your favorites because uh, we were boomers. Yeah, we get really hit hard by the boomer stuff. Then. <laughs> yeah, we had no idea. Okay. Uh, so here is Alf Akiva. Were you an Alf guy? I remember like li- really liking the idea of Alf, but it must not have been on a lot in syndication because I know while I have seen it, I have barely seen it. You know, yeah, I think Alf burned bright and hot. Um, I'm trying to see. It looks like it only goes four seasons. Um, where its uh, rank was uh, 28 in the ratings, then season two it uh, peaks in. Uh, number 10 in the ratings, then number 15, and we kind of a drop off to number 39 in the ratings for ALF uh, Season 4. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was tied with Monday Night Football one of the seasons I saw. Like, it was it was at one point very popular. Yeah. Um, you know, they did four seasons in a movie because the series ends on a big cliffhanger, and six years later, they, like, picked up exactly where they left off with a movie. Yeah, I think they've tried to reboot ALF a couple different times. Uh, there's ALF animated series. Uh, ALF was a big deal. Uh, just to give you the synopsis, so ALF, he is an alien from the planet Melmac, and he ends up crash-landing his ship into uh, the garage of a family uh, that they actually they live in the valley in uh, California. Uh, and it's a family of Willie with his wife, Kate. And then they have two kids, uh, older daughter, Lynn, and younger son, Brian. Uh, yeah, the kids, I don't know if there's ever kid-centric episodes, but the kids, mm-hmm. you know, don't really take center stage in, in the two episodes we watched, for sure. Yeah, I, I still remember from a kid, uh, I just feel like that the dad on this uh, show seemed miscast uh like i feel like that a lot of the sitcom families i grew up with had like a cool dad this guy willie like he's kind of a of a loser i i was this is what was shocking i didn't remember anything about alf's family i remember alf being cool alf is at least as cool as i remember if not more <laughs> cooler the whole family and the kids are fine kids are the fine fa- the, pa- the parents suck 
you're saying that Willie's bad, but I think the mom is almost as bad. Mom is replacement is, level TV mom, but the replacement the, yeah. yeah, replacement level TV mom. She's she's also like pregnant in this episode. I'll give her cut her some slack. Like in the next episode, it breaks that they're having another baby because the actress is actually pregnant. Mm. Um. But the dad is a, is a zero out of a hundred. Like he's yeah. such a strange character. He wouldn't even like fit as like the, the mud. as the neighbor. He he's such a dour presence. It's crazy he wasn't recast after like one episode. <laughs> yeah, he ruins the show. I think if you reboot it with a cool with a cool set of parents, like it could be on today. Well, this dad sucks. Yeah, I think what they were going I'd for. The, I'd rather the the guy who breaks into their house, the the uh, the <laughs> homeless, the bum, this, no, <laughs> the, the person they refer to as the bum. Has more charisma than the dad, for sure. Yeah, I think that maybe they were going for the dad is kind of like a stick in the mud and that he's uptight and Alf is like loosey-goosey. So it's sort of like an odd couple vibe of like the dad is like particular and Alf is going to like big making a mess and uh, having parties and breaking stuff and eating cats uh, and all sorts of different stuff. But yeah, it really uh, the guy has like a zero on the Q ratings. Yeah, it's it is crazy. Very unlikable. Uh, yeah, no likability. It seems like it's on purpose. Very nerdy glasses. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he passed last year in Englewood. Oh. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, so yeah, Max Wright. He was how old was he? I so don't he was, know. He's, he was probably, he's almost fifty. Yeah, he, oh, he's almost he was almost fifty at the time of filming. Yeah, and and uh, Ruth Sheedon, the the actress who's still with us, mm-hmm. the, the mom, yeah, is uh, closer to forty. So yeah. she's like like pretty normal sitcom mom he's just a mess i don't know what happened if he like didn't show them the glasses till he got cast but i don't i don't yeah, like what, I think what, that what they were one of the biggest miscastings yeah I, can they ever were, I really think that they were trying to make it seem like he was uh more uh uptight uh so this season three episode seven episode that we're going to talk about here and i don't know if we need to do a full recap uh i feel like this was an unlucky draw for uh season three episode seven of alf where it's a very special episode akiva yeah, I thought it would be better because it's two episodes, and maybe we did get sort of more of certain things because it's it's almost well, first of all one and a half episodes because the first half of the second episode, which was which aired on the next night, it wasn't back to back, was more of like a recap of what happened in the first episode. Like mm-hmm. we, didn't, we didn't really move the plot forward for the first bunch of minutes. Yeah, although um, I watched this on Daily Motion, and I feel like that the first five or six minutes was cut off. Of the first episode? Yeah, I didn't see... There was parts that I hadn't seen until I got to the recap of... In episode two of what happened in night one. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, then maybe I should have sent you a different link. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it starts off with uh, him... If you're going to watch you this, uh, you know, watch it on... I, I feel like that if you can watch it on Prime, where where do you recommend people looking at this? Uh, it doesn't really have a place in the uh, digital on-demand world. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if it's on YouTube... Um, or if you know where to find like sort of links to TV episodes on streaming, then then look there. But uh, did you see Alf describe what Thanksgiving is on his home planet? Because that's really the first few minutes of the episode. Yeah. So Alf, uh, his uh, on Melmac, they have their own version of uh, Thanksgiving, and I believe Akiva, it is yeah. called uh, Fapiano. Fapiano. Yeah. And every yeah. every silly name on the show. Is just one of the producer's last names. Always. Oh, is it? Because I was going to say yeah. that uh, I think that Fapiano could use a rebranding. Yeah, I do think so. <laughs> That's I a think different so. day. <laughs> That's a different yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's Thanksgiving for the family, and Alf has a legendary appetite. Uh, you know, 
Alf, I, I do feel like I, like I was reminded of you, Akiva, that Alf, he loves pie. That yeah. he could, you know, uh, eat uh, turkey. That are uh, you're a big turkey guy, right? Yeah, but I wouldn't eat. Uh, I a wouldn't eat turkey? raw turkey. It's turkey sushi. As oh, he, he ate it. a raw turkey. It wasn't already a prepared turkey. No, it was raw. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was lost on me. All right. So why don't you set up uh, what's going on in uh, the uh, like like Full House? So this is also another Tanner family. Yeah, it is straight. I mean, who who was first to market with I the think these guys? These guys by like a year or two, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess like that's the generic name. But yeah, Alf has sort of ruined Thanksgiving by eating the raw turkey. And for some reason, uh, I guess it's Thanksgiving morning. They can't find a turkey anywhere. I would imagine if you go and they, and they live in Los Angeles, they don't like live in the sticks where they're like 45 minutes away from the nearest Walmart or something. Mm-hmm. You, you'd have to imagine you, you like maybe it would be pricey, but there are turkeys to be found. I but, would think so. I would think that you can find a turkey, but uh, I, don't, I don't know what the grocery situation was in 1988. I feel like turkeys were accessible. But anyway, they cannot find the turkey. They, you know, the dad goes to the store, comes back with some sort of smaller Cornish hens. Dish. Cornish hens. Cornish I, hens. I, I feel like you could live with Cornish hens, I think, on Thanksgiving. But the neighbor thinks that they're like big losers because they, and the neighbor is, we should add. Helen Seinfeld. Is, is Helen Seinfeld. Crazy. Liz Sheridan. Yeah. Um, she's like which the is villain. funny because, yeah, she is a villainous. I mean, in all these sitcoms, the next door neighbors, you, we usually don't see their house. This is a rarity where, like, you see, uh, you know, the villainous neighbor's house. A lot of shows like Family Matters, you're never really in, in that. But, um, I think also with, uh, Small Wonder, they said we don't really see that, that next door neighbor house. But the, hell yeah, she is villainous, but she's sort of friendly in this episode, but she's also not likable. There's nobody really likable yeah. on the I show mean, besides Alf. She's really like the antagonist of the series that she's always like, uh, about to find out about Alf. She always has an issue. And so when I first saw her as Helen Seinfeld, it was a little bit of, uh, you know, I, I couldn't, couldn't necessarily embrace her in that role of being this, uh, like maternal figure for Jerry. Um, yeah, I do think there's another, I, someone on George's side. Oh, you know what it is? It's, um, one of their moms is, uh, is more, is what's his name? Jerry Steeler's real life wife, mm-hmm. Ann Mira. Yeah. I think one, she's also on the show. So there's a lot of like Seinfeld parent connections here. But, um, so yeah, they have no Thanksgiving. So they have to go to the neighbors now for Thanksgiving. Yeah. They're really mad at Alf. Alf, of course, can't come with them for Thanksgiving dinner because the neighbors don't know that he exists. Very similar to, where we watch on Small Wonder, they you know where they couldn't find out that the girl was a robot. Here, it's like right. the neighbors can't find out that Alf is Alf. But even within this episode, more people know about Alf than ever knew about the robot girl <laughs> in Small Wonder. Yeah. So uh, this is a trope on these eighty sitcoms of the family has a secret. There's, they seem like a normal family, but they're keeping something a uh, secret. But I wanted to ask you, Akiva. So you are famously an anti-alien believer. Uh, mm-hmm. If an alien spacecraft crashed into your garage, would you yeah. foster said lovable? I know you do not care for ET. Uh, would you foster Alf in your home and allow him to live with your children? Yeah, yeah. If, if there was an actual alien and he was as nice and cool as Alf, I would. I would think I would let. Um, I, I would let that that alien. You know, he would probably. You think he's landing on my garage? Because I'm a non-believer and he's trying to stick it to me. I think he crashed there by accident. Like, w- would you let Alf babysit? 
I don't know if day one Alf is babysitting, but I do mm-hmm. think, like, long term, he could work towards that. I do think that's one of the first episodes of the real Alf, is they let him babysit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, like, trust him to babysit by, like, episode three. Okay. Oh, I've got my uh, Alf uh, soundboard open here, Kiva. I'm living oh, with what here. they call a family. <laughs> I do. Alf really holds up, and Alf is great. Um, I do. Can you talk about the cats thing? Because the cats thing is so weird, and uh, I had Alf forgotten eats, it. Alf eats cats? It's like his, it's like his Garfield to lasagna is Alf to cats, right? Like he, mm-hmm. his whole thing is eating cats, but I also think he never eats a cat during the course of the series. Yeah. The thing about Alf, uh, and I said that he's sort of like a middle-aged figure, uh, that Alf, he's three and a half, uh, feet tall. He's somewhat lazy and he's got a bit of a pot belly. Cats are spry. They're jumping all around, uh, you know, from what I see, maybe save for, you know, old uh, Deuteronomy. Uh, but they're fast. They're quick. Alf is slow and fat. So I think that it's uh, tough for Alf to really get his hands on a cat. He, and back in his day, he claims to have had many cats. I don't know how many cats he consumes over the course of the series. Alf is also 250 years old, right? I think every one of his species from Melmac live to be exactly something like 560 years old. Mm-hmm. So he's like in, in like the midlife as we catch him as the series starts. They yeah. all die the exact same year. There's no other way to kill Yeah, them. we hear about this later on. There was some sort of a uh, nuclear uh, explosion on Alf's planet. Kind of a dark yeah, I, story. Similar to the yes. ending for uh, Superman's planet. I will say I watched the first and last episode of Alf to get like more acclimated with the cast. Do they have a one. real season or uh, series finale? Okay, so the series – by the way, Alf also, not mentioned on this episode, has eight stomachs. That's one of the reasons why he's always hungry and yes. trying to eat so many cats. Um, so the series finale is wild. It was mentioned wild. on this episode. Oh, that he has eight stomachs? Okay. Yes. The, yes. The, he's going um, to hack up the sweet potato pie from one of the stomachs. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, okay, so in the series finale, one of the one of the ongoing plot lines that we see here – I don't know how, how frequent it is, but we certainly see in this episode – is that there's sort of an alien – task force in the government that's trying to catch aliens mm-hmm. and here it's it's a it's a major plot in the episode that that uh, the the uh, local um you know as they call him a bum of a a, a a person who does not have a home mm-hmm. who is sort of using their garage as a, a you know as, as sort of uh, a place to to live and and he ends up uh, you know interacting with alf we get to the second but so he's calling up the the uh Sort of the FBI for aliens, who are yeah. also watching a non-Cowboys Lions game on Thanksgiving, which yes. was a little bit of a uh, little bit confusing to me. Mm-hmm. But so they're they're focused on their football game, and they're and they're not, uh, you know, at first believing him. Anyway, in the series finale, Alf gets a call from his girlfriend Rhonda, and I don't remember what what Rhonda's with his. He had a buddy and a girlfriend who were still like survived the explosion on Melmac, mm-hmm. and basically they Rhonda. said like we have. Yeah, we have, we have one chance to come get you. We're going to come get you tomorrow night. One of the weird things is the parents are, like, so excited that Alf is leaving. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd think after a few seasons they have, you know, fallen in love with Alf and made him part of the family. And while they tolerate him, they are very ex- excited, particularly the mom, is so psyched for Alf right, to leave. Right, Not a lot of growth on the show. The, this, the son is not happy and the daughter is lukewarm. I think they had some – they butted heads a few times, but she likes him ultimately. So anyway, a spoiler alerts for the series finale of Alf. They did not know it would be the series finale. They thought it they would come back for a fifth season. Uh, so it ends on to be continued. But 
uh, Alf, they drive Alf out to like an abandoned parking lot outside LA and the spaceship starts coming down and then the feds come, they roll up like 10 cars deep and, uh, Alf is, uh, is basically taken away as the series ends. Oh my God. And it's to be continued. So you figure he's going to break out, but they never got to let us know. So then six years later, I think he does break out of, uh, on Alf the movie or whatever it's called. <laughs> Did but you yeah, ever so, hear the expression "innocent until proven guilty"? <laughs> Where'd you get this stuff from? <laughs> the Alf soundboard. I did this just uh, from this episode. Board. No, from uh, I. I did not build an Alf soundboard. There's oh, okay. a pre-existing Alf soundboard. Oh, who knew? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Alf, it ends on a on a very dark note. Alf. Yeah. Um, it starts with him crashing into the garage, like you said, and and you know they sort of immediately take yeah. to him, and they're fine. It's fun. Alf is like he speaks fluent English. He's sort of like smart enough to know what's going on, but like his spelling is bad. And he, you know, he has a lot of like malapropisms and like sort of thinks thing, you know, is, is wrong about certain things, but he's ultimately pretty smart. Mm-hmm. And I guess the ultimately the idea is like he's likable. So therefore nobody else has to be likable. Yeah. They, don't, they, they didn't want like an Urkel, like someone to pop out and be more popular than the. Yeah. I mean, you know. I feel like that Alf living in your house would not be a worst case scenario. First off, you could have him on a podcast. I think that nobody would know uh, what he looks like. He could just mm-hmm. start his own podcast, do his own thing. And yeah, he's going to probably eat you out of house and home. Sure, that's a thing. But overall, you know, he seems to, you know, get along good with the kids. One of the main, th- one of the main themes I see uh, from like my hour of reading the Wikipedia pages for Alf is he does like eat them out of house and home, right? Like mm-hmm. he does, he does cost a lot of money because he eats so much because he has eight stomachs and it's expensive. Like one episode, he takes up a paper route where he gets 10 different paper routes to make some money. But like, yeah, he, they do, they don't like the fact that like he, they, they use their whole college, fu- their daughter's whole college fund <laughs> just to feed Alf. That was yeah. like a, a point well, of contention. I, I also feel like that Alf has like aspirations of breaking into the entertainment industry. I feel like there's like a lot of pictures of Alf holding a microphone. I see like, uh, different like, uh, screen thumbnails of like different episodes with like Ed McMahon of like, Alf trying to get on the Tonight Show, or Alf as sort of like a late night talk show host. So I, I think that Alf was sort of like a ahead of his time with being like the amateur podcaster. Yeah, that's a good call. He, podcasting would work for him. I do think like he could have been an influencer if he had mm. just been able to post stuff, but like not say where he was. Mm-hmm. He could have been like like sort of an anonymous uh, alien. He would have had a lot of a lot of followers, probably on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. A uh, real deadpan sense of humor, Alf, also. Yeah. Imagine Alf selling flat tummy tea for eight different <laughs> stomachs. <laughs> you need a flat tummy? No problem. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I do think Alf was a little before his time. That's why I do think he, he should come back, Alf. Alf is ready for coming. I feel like they've tried to bring Alf uh, they back. They just and- tried and it flopped right away. I don't know why. I don't know if you need the guy who, who did the voice. I don't know what his deal is if he's still with us. If he's, if he's is it that the here. costume is bad? Is that like uh, will I people? I think the costume is solid. I think it's, it's like solid. not trying to be good. I think it's fine. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I feel like that Alf. Uh, it's a t- it's a timeless story. Uh, it's a story of you know someone coming to this country trying to uh, make make something happen. Uh I feel like there's got to be a way. Maybe we could figure it out as we go along here. But uh, I think it's a great kid show. So, like, I had the show on, and I didn't even realize my sons had walked into the room and were watching behind me, and they yeah. were transfixed. My like, four-year-old I didn't want yeah. to watch more. Very interested in what Alf was doing. Could not care less when the humans were on the screen. 
Oh, no. Yeah, but that's, I think, the grown-ups felt that way, too. Yeah, I think everybody did. But Alf is also involved in younger son Brian has a school project also that Alf is working uh, with him on. He has like a recital and Alf is working with him on rehearsing his lines. Right, but it's also sad because Alf can't go to the show because he's mm-hmm. out. Yeah. Um, Alf also gets done in in this episode on something that we saw uh, LD and uh, Leon on <laughs> Curb Your Enthusiasm have an issue with uh, this past season. Uh, Alf f- falls for the old artificial fruit trick. Yeah, I do think the wax fruit was was like a big trope in the late 80s. Yeah. Everyone everyone had wax fruit and every sitcom had a wax fruit joke. Yes. Now, is wax fruit the same as what Larry and Leon had an issue with on Curb Enthusiasm this season? What was it plastic? I think it was wax also. I'm pretty sure. Well, they all like broke their teeth on Curb Enthusiasm. Uh can you break your tooth on wax fruit? Well, does Alf have uh teeth to break even? I think he has teeth. I think you see Yeah, he has teeth. Yeah. Uh, when Imagine if they had to mouth. take Alf to the dentist and like pretend he wasn't an alien. Mm-hmm. What would they do? That's an episode. Yeah, that, there we go. That's an episode. On the reboot. On the reboot. Yeah. Like what kind of, uh, you know, 2019, 2020, like can Alf, can Alf get coronavirus? I don't know. How do we test him? <laughs> All right. Fine. We're going there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't know. Can Alf cure the coronavirus? I bet he could. Yeah. Maybe they already had it on Melmac. Yeah. Maybe they already did that. So... Uh, I think there's a lot of issues that Alf can uh, try to untangle, perhaps. Okay, so um, we get this storyline of the homeless person uh, shoehorned here. It was weird. I I felt like that they were trying to say Alf knew this person because he like gave him he gave him a pie. He gave him a bunch of clothes. But then there seems like when Alf is going to run into the homeless man, then there's like no like previous interaction. So what what we think is that Alf was leaving stuff out, maybe to catch a cat, but I think Al, everything Alf was leaving out was to catch the cat. The, is he whatever, was leaving sweaters out to catch the cat? I'm not sure. See, I'm not sure. It's not so clear. I think Alf might have spotted this guy roaming around and okay. then left things for him. He's got a good heart, Alf. Yeah. But he right, but he was additionally leaving out like a lot of milk traps to catch a cat yeah. so he could eat a cat. And Helen Seinfeld is horrified uh then you know when she reports back like, "Hey, did you hear there's a bum in the neighborhood?" And they're like, "Well, like that's you know, maybe it's a guy who's down on his luck." Like, "He's a bum. He's a bum." Maybe she'd watch the Seinfeld episode where her son Jerry, you know, keeps calling a homeless person a bum, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh Mrs. uh what is what is her character name? Uh, I don't know. I just call her Helen Seinfeld. Yeah, it's it's not Helen Seinfeld. It's just a uh, distinct name. Uh, uh, Ach- Yeah, the Achmanics. They're next door neighbors. The Achmanics. Yeah, the Achmanics. That's got to be another the the name of somebody in production because every last name here is somebody. It's an unusual name. Uh, so she is on the lookout, and she basically is saying like, "Hey, call the police if you see this guy around here. He's wearing a floppy trench coat." Yeah, he just looks like a little bit dirty, and the back of his coat is very ripped. Yeah, he's got kind of... I feel like he's more of a hobo than a bum. I don't know the difference. I th- Hobos used to have sticks back in the day. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I feel like Mad Men, uh, Tommy. Did you ever get the season two of Mad Men? Nope, only the first yeah, episode. That's a lot That's more my hobo talk. Uh, hobo is a migrant worker or homeless vagrant. Uh, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the difference is uh, with a hobo 
uh, versus a bum. And I don't know if, yeah. uh, the, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't call anybody either of those no, things. No, no, no. This is 30 years ago language. But I will ago. say, um, he, he's, he's very educated, right? We don't know why he's in the situation he's in. Maybe it's because, like, he so strongly believes in aliens and nobody else around him agrees. But he has, like, a, some sort of space background. Ah, oh, wait. You know. Uh, Kiva. So I've yeah. looked up a uh, hobo on Wikipedia. Uh, and the term originated uh, in the Western, probably Northwestern United States around 1890. Unlike a tramp who only works when forced to and a bum who does not work at all, a hobo is a traveling worker. Oh, OK. A hobo moves okay. around looking for work. Bum does well, not work. Well, this gentleman does look around, uh, move around looking for work. Does he? Because he does not seem to be looking for work at any point. Well, I guess he says he moves to Florida in the winter, but he also says that's sort of to scam uh, single ladies, like older women Yikes. who got some money holiday time. Yeah. Okay. So uh, there's an awkward scene where uh, they talk about how a lot of Willie, the dad's clothing, is missing. And so that uh, Willie goes out to the garage, and lo and behold, here is uh, – Alf refers to this guy as Ed – because he says he's kind of like horse looking. He looks like Mr. Ed. Uh, and he finds Ed, the bum, in the garage, basically like setting up shop. Willie is really cool about the whole thing. Yeah, Willie's pretty chill with him. Uh, I guess because they sort of know he's around. He doesn't seem dangerous. By the way, Mr. Ed, fishbowl, no fishbowl. Uh, no, uh, we are playing with fire there. Why? Uh, we will be uh, that. You, that, you don't think we're going to get the, the B word for uh, oh, oh, that Mr. Fire? Ed? The B fire? You mean because it's in black and white even? It's not even in color? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's before a time. I don't know. I don't know. Like, did you like Mr. Ed? Nah, I was fine. I definitely watched it when I was a kid. My dad used to put it on. I, bet yeah, it would I don't have a lot of tolerance right. for these. <laughs> I don't think it's like canceled. I just think it's. It, I think it's. I think it was if uh, they were. I think they were really mean to the horse. Right. I don't think the horse is going to get canceled. I would agree with that. I don't think the horse would be canceled, but I think that uh, people felt like it was cruel to the horse. Oh, so then no horse cruelty. We already have you know too much cruelty to cats. I don't know on if this people show. really campaign for Mister Ed. Can't then, imagine that's going to happen. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if that if that's the case. 11 signatures. Yeah. But did you find that um, in this situation of, you know, uh, Ed, uh, what do they what do they call him? Flaky? He calls himself. Uh, yeah, because his name is something Flanagan. He calls himself Flaky. Yeah, Flaky. Um, he appears to be threatened by Willie, who is not really coming off as a threatening type. Right, Willie's right. He could definitely take Willie in a fight, you would but I guess so. he's just like upset about being caught. Maybe, but yeah, he is threatened by him. He's not intimidating at all, really. Yeah. Um, also, a large man. Uh, we find out here that Flaky has some sort of uh, background in astronomy. That he finds all of Willie's star maps and says, "Oh, did you hear that they just added this uh, new system?" He's like, "Oh, I haven't had a chance to update my maps yet." Uh, yeah, he, so yeah, he's like, yeah, he's very into stars. He can really hold a conversation with Alpha on like the planets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, um, we go back inside and, uh, we find out what that, uh, the family's going to Thanksgiving. They're going to Thanksgiving. They have a list of things a mile long that Alpha's not allowed to do <laughs> while they are. rules it, for, for Alf. Yeah. Uh, um, they tell Alf he's not allowed to make any phone calls. Uh, Alf 
has one foreign dignitary in particular that he would like to put a call into. Yeah, do we know why? Is that a big thing throughout the series that he loves Margaret Thatcher? I don't believe that that's a thing. They tell him um, no prime ministers. Yeah, but I like I do think it's a funny idea of like back in the early 90s, late 80s, where you were leaving the house like, all right, you can't make any long distance calls because you're going to run up a big phone bill. People were very dads were very worried about phone bills in the early 90s. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, would you if you were <laughs> Alf's foster dad, would you prevent him from calling any world leaders? If I was Alf's foster dad. Yeah. I mean, I don't wouldn't mind if you called Margaret Thatcher, like, but yeah, collect is fine. But no, you can't like run up a bill back then. It's probably like a couple bucks a minute to call the UK or like a, dollar, a quarter a minute at least. Yeah. Yeah. Alf has a lot of alien technology, but he does not really have uh, like anything that to uh, like help move past like 1988 technology. Yeah. No, he he talks a lot about a on. Game. On their planet, they had flying cars. They had a lot of things that were way ahead of, of Earth. But he has not brought them to. But to be fair, if you went to another planet and they were like a couple hundred years behind, you could like explain the internet to them, but you wouldn't get it going, you know? You wouldn't be able to get the internet on like yeah. planet Xenon or whatever. Well, you really shouldn't even tell them about it. Why not? That's against the Prime Directive. Do, do you think, what do you think you could explain to the point, assuming they believed you on a foreign planet that was like, let's say, still in the 1800s, that you could get them going on. Hmm. Like, I don't know what, what I would say, like, there's the internet, like, where you just plug in something into a box and then you could talk to your friend who's around the world, but like, I don't know how to accomplish that. Yeah. But I feel like that you've said this before, like, uh, wouldn't, aren't you like the smartest person in the world if you go back in time to, uh, 1885? Yeah, but I'd need other smart people to sort of, like, enact my, my visions, like the things I thought of. Like, would you be the town doctor? Would I know more about medicine? Yes. Or, or how far are we going back? It's a good question. How far are we going back? Uh, well, I guess that uh, I'm just trying to look at your practical skill sets. Would you invent oh football? Yeah, so I do think my, the first thing that came to mind is, like, I'd get football going much earlier. Yes. Like pro football doesn't start till 1920. We're going to beat college football to the punch and we're going to have a full NFL running. I always okay. feel bad. Yeah, you hold know? on. Hold on. Let's uh, yeah. let's talk this through. OK. Yeah. Uh, are, now, where are you going to start with the helmets? Are you are you having helmets? I mean, you know what? You know everything that there is to know about. Uh, well, not everything, but you know about the dangers yeah. of concussions. You're going to so, let these I mean, guys run around without proper helmets. I think it's progressive. Like, I think the first couple of years you start with leather helmets. What is it flag football or it's tackle football? Oh, we're I'm still going to tackle football. We have to, re, you know, remistake some of the uh, errors of the past. <laughs> yes. Okay. We're doing tackle football, but, but it's, um, we're not starting with the, the same 11 on both sides. We're going starting with both ways, you know, people, offense and defense. And we're, and we're also starting with, um, forward pass right away i'm mm -hmm. not i'm not doing 50 years of running and zero zero ties before a you know an enthralled crowd of sixty five thousand. yeah no way no way okay we're going straight to passing the ball yeah so would you argue that your life in 1885 uh with primitive sports would be better than your life in 2020 without sports well that's tricky so like a year ago i'd say of course not but now 
I need to know like how long sports aren't going for. I need to yeah. know like what Ky- Kyrie Irving is trying to cancel our Rob finds an NBA team podcast as we speak. Yeah, it seems like that um, there are uh, some unrest in uh, the NBA in terms of getting it off the ground. What's happening? Yeah, I think it will start. I do think it'll start, but uh, you know, some speed bumps. Uh, yeah, I I think if I am in this case, I'm like the inventor of football. Mm-hmm. In the 18, first of all, I'm probably in the football hall of fame. I'm, I'm probably like the early, like George Hallis or something. One of these guys who like, I buy a team for a hundred bucks. I make sure like nobody can ever sell it in my family. And then my kids and maybe me, if I'm also alive in 2020, get like generational wealth. You buy a team for a hundred dollars is worth like three billion. Mm-hmm. And especially if you set up shop in New York in 2020, mm-hmm. it's like betting. It's like knowing the, you know, the scores of a game back to the future style. Like I feel like something will happen there. But is that going to change the future? Like if I bet on elections and horse races, like, oh, Secretariat, that's going to win. Do things change because I've now impacted the future? I guess in this in this example, I'm timeless. I'm like still around in the seven. What are you, Biff Tannen? You're uh, bouncing around through time? I'm bouncing around. You're going to be around until 1973? I think I'm around like uh, still again in 2020. You're coming back? I mean, I think I'm just a time traveler in like the 1870s, the 1970s. But now well, I'm back to being me. Why do you have to go back me. and invent football? I, I mean, once I'm there, I didn't. I I went back for other reasons. I went back to try and explain the internet to them. But once I'm there, I may as well invent football. How are you going to explain earlier. the internet in 18? They don't even have a computer. I don't know. Now I'm stuck as the doctor. That's a good. That's a good question for the poll. Would you be the Would you be the doctor of a town in 1880s based on your current medical knowledge? I feel like my current medical knowledge is zero. Mm-hmm. I have no like physical skills. I wouldn't be able to like stitch anybody up. Yeah, but you wouldn't like be putting leeches on things. I could. T- I could like tell them things to do, but they probably pretty get you know get pretty sick of like. All right, you have all these things that you're not supposed to do. Tell us like one thing you're supposed to do. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to tell them that like smoking was bad, but I don't know. I might have to set up some sort of like cigarette <laughs> shop and I don't know. I don't know how I'd make money. Mm. <laughs> I tell them like, what if I told them that cigarettes were good for you? And then, and like I had, I had more corn in the market on cigarettes. Yeah. I'm not sure. Okay. So yeah, I feel like that, um, it's not until much later that like, uh, they really start to, uh, get the cigarette marketing machine going. Mm hmm. That, that's me. That's me. <laughs> Not really, but I listen. I got to feed my family. <laughs> that's going to come around in 150 years. Somehow. You're the doctor. That's a good paying job. I guess. Yeah. I guess that, whenever they don't get suspicious back then, when everyone dies at like 47, yeah, because you, of like medical malpractice. There's no school. lawsuits. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay. All right. So I don't know how we got to tr- time traveling from that uh, going back to uh, being in. I guess for, we're talking about going to a primitive civilization. Mm-hmm. And crash landing. Um, so uh, the family is going to go over to uh, Thanksgiving. It's a weird scene. Uh, what's going? It seems like that uh, the Achmanics appear to be a very Italian family. Yeah, they're very well, Italian, mm-hmm. but also they're singling a lot of Wagner. Uh, LD would not approve mm-hmm. a lot of Wagner at um, at the Thanksgiving table. So is there like a German influence? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what's happening there. There's also like a very creepy uh, nephew or son that is uh, like a highly I think it's their son because, yeah, because he says we used to take baths together. And everyone has that girl they used to take baths together with when they were kids. <laughs> yeah. You don't have a girl like that from no. like the old family pictures when you were one? Is that, that like a neighbor or your parents' no, friends? No, yeah. I do not. I, you didn't even have friends when you were one? No. No. I had, I definitely My had sister, multiple girls. That was it. 
Okay. Yeah, because I, I, I would remember like when I was a kid, we would like be out and my dad would be like, oh, you see that girl? You used to take baths with her. But there was like multiple girls like that. Mm-hmm. I was getting around in the baths. Yeah. Was it like your parents were like entertaining and it's like, eh, just throw guess, all the kids yeah. in the bath. Eh, yeah, we're going to put the kids asleep. So I, 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 now that I'm a parent, it seems strange. Mm-hmm. Like, like I can't imagine, and it's possible, but can't imagine like my youngest son is just like tired. It's like, all right, we're going to give him a bath because you know that's happening seven nights a week, right? Like you can't just put it aside when mm-hmm. you have company. And it's like, all right, well, there's a girl here who's got nothing to do. She's going to take a bath with him. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't trust my three-year-old to take a bath with a girl. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Thanksgiving is not that fun. Uh, the daughter gets creeped out. She comes home and she gives Alf uh some pumpkin jello. Is that even a thing? Yeah, pumpkin jello. Pump. Yeah, there's a lot of pumpkin things. That the honestly, the whole meal looks kind of gross. What is pumpkin jello? Is pumpkin? It's pumpkin flavored jello, or is that like cherry jello and there's pumpkin in it? I, I would hope it's pumpkin flavored Jello for for Thanksgiving. Hmm. I can't. They're making that. I mean, they probably made it once, and it was a big flopperoni, and they never made it again. <laughs> Let's see. Pumpkin Jello, uh, pumpkin pie Jello shot recipe. You ever have a Jello shot, Akiva? I don't. Honestly, I haven't really lived. No. <laughs> no. I've never done a Jello shot. Yeah, I think I had them uh, in college, and not once since. It's a lot oh, of yeah. work. It's it's a lot it's, of work to make the Jello shots. I'm not a big drinker. They don't have them with beer, which is the only alcohol I really consume. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I didn't have a college experience. I was married, you know. I don't know. Yeah, wasn't going to parties. Right. Okay. Uh, pumpkin Jello recipe. Uh, not pu- Jello shots. Uh, we want uh that we want a box of lemon Jello, hot water, and then. Uh, we want pumpkin pie spice, one cup canned pumpkin, uh, and Cool Whip. So that's that's the recipe for pumpkin Jello. Okay, sounds terrible. Yeah, maybe we'll make it when we do like a cooking series. Mm-hmm. Do you like any Jello, Akiva? Jello is fine. It's not like uh, a favorite of mine. But if the kids like we're eating Jello and they're like, "Hey, I'm not eating half my Jello," is I it would kosher? Definitely... Yeah, you could. I mean, I don't know if all Jello is kosher, but there is kosher Jello out there. Okay. So it is. It was. I guess we we won't do it now. But that was one of the pitches for like things that Robin Akiva should bring back. Like Jello really oh, took a I, hit. I thought you were going to say that that should be that was one of the suggested like brackets for thirty two fans of thirty two flavors <laughs> Jell-O. of Jello. Oh, that would be gross. <laughs> I mean, maybe pumpkin Jello would be knocked out in the first round by probably regular Jello. Would you have pudding on one side and then Jello you think on the pudding other? Pudding is a Jello. Put. It's made by Jello. Oh, made by Jello the corporation. Yeah. Wait, so Jell-O is like a Kleenex where it's the name of the company and it's like now it's just what everyone calls. Like, what would you even call Jell-O not by the Jell-O Corporation? Gelatin. Je- no, gelatin is like something different. No, it's not. Like, so Jell-O is the name of the company. That's right. It's a variety of gelatin desserts, puddings, and no-baked cream pies. That's right. From Heinz Craft. Does anybody else even compete with them and make Jell-O? I'm I'm sure they, that there is generic. Do they have like the patent on all gel? What's but what? It's called gelatin. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think the original Jello is kosher. Also, so maybe I've been eating the the mm-hmm. knockoffs. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, there's another brand, Royal brand. Uh, they mm-hmm. call it uh, Royal uh, uh, Gelatin Dessert. But I think you just tell someone it was Jello, even if it's yeah. not. That's not yeah, the name you, of the company. You said it. It was like a you know uh, you know uh, Kleenex or Band Aid or whatever. 
Yeah, but they're in a subway type scenario where they've not been able to bounce back, I think, from having maybe a spokesman, uh, you know, sort of ruin their product a little bit. Yeah, uh, I feel like Subway is doing just fine. Yeah, Subway's doing fine because I don't think like Jared was there forever. I think when you think Jello, you think Bill Cosby. Hmm. So I, I do, th- I don't know if they've been able to sort of get around uh, I feel that. Like that didn't help but i just feel like that the um jello and pudding i feel like are just uh not as popular as they used yeah. to be oh I think for sure for sure it was probably on the way out even even beforehand mm-hmm. i don't think yeah i i think in general like if your son brought home jello from school your wife would be like you know a kid gave it to him a friend gave it to him like your wife would be like throw that out i don't think would she even let them like would you serve jello at a party people would look at you in LA, uh, like you had seven yeah, heads. Nobody would bring a Jello to a party. I thought that if anything, the that Jell-O they shots. are the snack cups. Uh, the kids bring them to school. Hmm. I mean, did you ever bring Jello to school though? I definitely had the pudding cups. <sighs> yeah, didn't those need to be refrigerated or no? I think that um, they they may have been non dairy, but I think ideally you would want it. You wouldn't want to eat a warm one. That's what I'm saying. That would have to be at, like, the first snack yeah. time, you know? Okay. I don't think you'd say yeah, that. I'm looking at an article. Uh, the rise and fall of Jello salad. Would you ever eat that a Jello gross. salad? No, I'm out. I'm out. Maybe on, on Fear Factor, I'd consider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, 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 there's an article from 2014. Jello can't stop the slippery sales slide. Uh yeah, I so people want us to rebrand Jello. Maybe maybe we'll add that to the in Robin Kiva need to. Yeah, I don't know if you can. Yeah, some things maybe it's just give up on it. Like come up with new ideas, Mister Kraft Heinz. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I I don't know if there's anything there to do. It's like it had its time. Just celebrate that it happened. Don't worry about the future. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I don't know if you can bring it back. I I do like pudding. Put yeah, pudding is fine. Again, I think it's a weird school food because everyone was eating it when it was warm. But but uh, I I you know I like the vanilla puddings. Like if if we ever had one in the house, I would sneak and eat it when the kids weren't looking. Mm-hmm. I haven't I seen like my wife buy it. Pistachio pudding. Well, are are you a yogurt eater in general? Yeah, I do eat a lot of yogurt. Yeah, I went for a yogurt the other the other day, and the date on it was like two days earlier. I'm like, we need to have someone in this house <laughs> whose job it is to really worry about oh, the dates on the yo- on the yogurt. All, that's all I do in my house. Where that I feel like uh, that here this is the constant battle. Uh, between my wife and myself, where uh, she she is only good at at buying uh, the different uh, poultry or or meat items, but is not good at, at at cooking or freezing or doing anything with them. I'm constantly like Nicole. Do you know that this this chicken is expiring today? It's like uh like I, I'm I'm the bad guy. I'm the bad guy for presenting this information. Honestly. I think that's like a good sort of 50-50 marriage, you know, partnership. Like, <laughs> yes. they're doing the buying. You're the Mr. Sell-by date. And the Mr. Cook-by date. She she can't cook or she won't cook? Uh, she's like, uh, I don't want to. Uh, that's not, a, you know, this is a, a <laughs> private conversation. She's listening. Kiva. She's listening. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I think, I, I yeah, but it's that's a good she's job. Maybe that'll be- a, uh, let me just take a pizza out of the freezer. I hear you. Uh, what I think is, I, from now on, I'm going to commit. I need more jobs around the house. I'm going to commit to being the throughout the stuff yeah. that's going old guy. She wants to have the things there, but that not good at uh, the. Uh, oh, I better, I better eat this because it's going to expire. 
But I think history was kind to that. Like when we were all literally trapped in our house and so nervous to go to the supermarket for like two months, mm-hmm. it was good to have the Costco closet, you know, to have the thousand things that, you know, you, you well, think I, you'd never run out of. Well, I'm strictly perishables. Of I understand. But are... you could like freeze certain, like the meat you could freeze probably stays for a while now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you could, you could. But then uh, if I don't look at the, if I don't look at the dates on the things that are bought, that it's like, uh, boy, Nicole, do you realize that uh, this chicken in here was, uh, you should have uh, made this by last week? Um. Yeah, we're all off right. the we're, right. we're off the yeah. We're, uh, all right. What's going on in Alf? Anyway, the Alf storyline is that the the homeless person, the bum, he spots Alf. He seems to know that there's a reward if you turn in the information about how uh the, the there is an alien. These guys don't believe him at first, uh, but then they ultimately say like, "Oh, this is the second call we've gotten about this house." One of the guys has a broken arm. Akiva, uh, was this a story choice, or is the actor who plays this recurring character did he have a broken arm? I think he. They we must have had these characters, uh, you know, appear before, like they mentioned in season one, and then he just happens to have a broken arm here. Okay, and they don't recast it. Good on them for not recasting. You talking about the broken guy. arm or the yeah. actor? No, they don't recast the actor. Let okay. alone not the broken. So uh, they're like, all right, hold, you stall him. We'll be there in an hour. Okay. Uh, so that's the end of part one. We come in in part two that uh, Flaky is going to engage Alf. Yeah, it's weird because the Alf's reaction in the episode one is different than episode two. It's like they filmed a different take and showed it to us <laughs> to start episode two, thinking there'd never be something called an internet where you could like remember that it was different. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Flaky and Alf, uh, that, you know, Flaky is being kind of cagey. He's got like this, the portable phone in his trench coat and he's on the phone with the guys like, Hey, we'll be there in 30 minutes. Okay. Uh, but because we mentioned that he was, uh, had some sort of a job, I don't know if at NASA or an astronomer, he seems to have a fascination with, uh, life on other planets and he ends up fully engaged with conversation with Alf who is very open about his experiences on Melmac and on other planets. It's a shame Alf just can't go at drinking, because I feel like he's the ideal sort of bar companion who could talk about anything with anybody. Yes, 260 yeah. years of experience, likes everyone, uh, knows a little bit about everything. Yeah. You know, Alf would be an okay. ideal guy. He'd crush at the bar. All right, so then the Alf reboot. Alf has a podcast. Mm-hmm. Audio only. He's got all these great stories. He's talking to people, learning about Earth. Is that would um, that be? Is that is that good? But then, who is he interacting with? Hmm. Like the kids, as he yeah, now moved into the home of the children and their kids. Hmm. That's possible. Yeah. Yeah. What's he talking about? I mean, is he telling jokes? Does he do comedy podcasts? Do we want Alf to still be under? Um, Sort of like uh, to, for him to be a secret. What if Alf just lets it known in the first episode? I'm here. Yeah, you know I'm, what? I'm hey, proud that I'm an alien. 2020. Guess mm-hmm. what? There are aliens. I'm here. Now what? Okay. Uh, like, what are people going to do? Study Alf? We got enough if, other stuff going on. We you know, he has like a bodyguard. We could we could write that guy into the show. Alf has a bodyguard because every time he goes out, he's like a celebrity. But what if it's like Alf meets Cheers, where Alf is like just in the bar every night, drinking, hanging out. Does Alf maybe drink? I think Alf would drink in the sequel, and then Alf also like rec- records the podcast in the bar after hours. I feel like sometimes Alf with would a crowd. vape more than he would drink. <laughs> yeah, Alf would vape. <laughs> can we get a? Can we get someone photoshopping Alf vaping for the uh, podcast, please? Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, he- I, I, Alf might be a big stoner. I, I think. So. Like, what if he? What if he goes to the bar to hang out, but he doesn't drink ever? 
What like if he Alex never drinks? Runs a marijuana dispensary. Okay, is it out of his house though? Like we have him. We like it's a store. Maybe he lives on like the second floor, or like the a basement apartment. And he's like a stoner or whatever. Who's yeah, like that's never hot. Put his... I mean, I feel like that that could be a thing. We could, yeah, you could do that. Maybe Alf has like diplomatic immunity because he's an alien. Yeah, so like he could just do whatever he wants. So Alf gets into like legitimate like crime type things because why not? Wait, this, he can't be arrested. HBO? Why this series gets so yeah, dark? Oh, yeah, yes, this is HBO. Alf okay. is Alf is now on HBO. HBO Max. That's what they're going to start. So with. Alf is running a marijuana dispensary and then also committing illicit crimes. Yeah, I mean, like if he needs to, like what uh, kind of crimes? How about this though? Maybe twenty two minutes of Alf is too much. What if we could get a quick bite of Alf? Oh, Alf on Quibi. (laughs) Alf on Quibi, baby. Bring Alf back to Quibi. That's what they need. Alf is the star that Quibi needs. Yes, and their their posters could be like Alf and Chrissy Teigen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about uh, Judge Alf? What if Alf is ruling in court cases? Should all Quibi shows just be Alf now? Mm -hmm. So like she replaces Chrissy Teigen. Yeah, he's He's probably a Comcast property. Yeah, I'm sure you could buy Alf for, you know, Quibi was what, like a billion dollars? I'm sure another 20 million you could get, you could get the rights to Alf. Yeah. Um, what are they doing with the IP now anyway? Kids didn't know. know Alf. Yeah. What about Alf the podcast? What about, just forget, forget about that it's a TV show. What if Alf just had a podcast? Ron Burgundy does. Yeah. So Alf, and who's Alf interviewing? Celebrities. But is it about Alf or is Alf making it about himself or is Alf just like asking sincere questions to, to like the third lead on uh you know some CBS sitcom. Yeah. I think it's that. All right, we got we got Mike O'Malley in the studio today. Is Alf like making jokes or is Alf playing it straight? I think he's making some jokes, but also asking questions. Mhm. No good. On the fourth episode of Barb Bob Hart's Abishola. What was your in- like mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, that's good. I think Alf I mean especially if, if you know if you're doing like Zoom interviews, like uh why not have Alf do the interview? Yeah, I do. I like. Does the guy is he like Triumph, the insult comic dogs guy, where he just shows up randomly? I don't know, and I don't know if there's a person in the suit or who the voice is. I think, I think it's think a puppet. I think it's a puppet. It's a puppet. But I, but the guy's still alive. He's not that old. Yeah, he, I think he did a young Sheldon. Oh, I'm sure my wife watched it. <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, like he did one on Young Sheldon. He did a as Alf. He did one on Duncanville, which is a yeah animated show from amy poehler okay mr robot uh, is yeah. on elf okay well uh, donald trump's the art of the deal the movie starring alf oh it's a funnier die thing so I don't yeah think it's okay yeah um so uh the, w- when alf was a person uh that person is uh no longer with us uh uncle key they died in uh 2016 oh okay but the puppeteer paul fusco still around um alf had a hit talk show on tv land for seven episodes how much of a hit could it have been? Well, it was called Alf's Hit Talk Show. Oh, okay. <laughs> the guests were Drew Carey, Dennis Franz, Dennis Joan, Rivers, Franz. Joan Rivers and the Fonz. That was mm-hmm. the first episode. Joe Montagna, Merv Griffin, Brian Cranston, Tom Arnold, Doris Roberts, Tom Green, Eric Roberts, and Vincent Pastore. Oh, Vince, I've interviewed Vincent Pastore. Yeah. Well, um, you know, maybe maybe you could uh, teach a couple things to Alf. Uh <laughs> The show's pilot gained enough viewers to merit more episodes. Alf's hit talk show was not a hit and is regarded as one of the greatest talk show flops. Mm, GetBack.com included with nine other programs on a list of worst talk shows in TV history. Yeah. Do we stan Alf? I I do stan Alf. I think (laughs) Alf is is great. 
Um, I do, I do wonder, like, does Alf ever have a love interest on Earth during the series? Uh, I'm not sure. That would be interesting. Like, if Alf falls like in a love human? with a woman. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't we know. We play a little bit of Alf's hit talk show. Alf's hit talk show? Okay. Uh, on YouTube. What is it on? It's just on YouTube. Okay. Alf's hit talk show. Okay. Uh, let's check it out. Uh, so, you want to see him with uh, Ed McMahon? Sure. Who do you want? What guest do you want to see him talk to? Uh, the pi- I guess the pilot. I don't know. Okay. All right. Let's see. Alf's hit talk show. Uh, let's see. Uh, we got got him with. Uh, yeah. The uh, or you want monologue? You want to do a mo- Alf monologue? Okay, That's let's good. See, let's see Alf at the desk. Okay. If he's gonna do some material. And now, an original TV Land presentation. Star-studded Hollywood, California. It's Alf's Hit Talk Show. It comes Alf on a limo. Tonight, Alf's guests include Malcolm in the Middle's Brian Cranston. Oh, that's a good guess. And the music of yeah. Leon Redbone. I don't think anybody's called him that in a while. Malcolm in the Middle's Brian Cranston. <laughs> this is 2004. Sure. Maybe Alf to- told him to become and a drug dealer. I'm Ed McMahon. And now, here. Kind of late stage Ed McMahon. Is Alfie? That starts off at the desk. Boy, packed studio audience for uh, Alf's hit talk show. They must have been. They must have been like the production staff. How are you getting? How are you getting tourists in there? Yeah. They are hot. They are hot. How much you are loved. You don't understand that. Well, it could be that or the open bar. Something like that. These people, you guys. But I think you are the clear definition of warm, fuzzy, fuzzy. Fuzzy. Yeah. (laughs) Is this an Ed McMahon hologram or is he still alive? Barely. I think he's he's, he's, uh, holding on. Barely. Late night, late night talk show gig thing here happening. You know. Sure. And we've been on the air for a little while now. And uh, already this show's developed a huge buzz. But uh, don't worry, we fired the audio guy. <laughs> uh, you think we can get Alf for a mailbag? <laughs> um, yeah, that's not a bad idea. That's, that's actually a pretty good idea. Okay. Uh, long story short, Alf ends up being uh, friends with the uh, homeless guy. They end up bonding. Uh, the family comes home. Uh, horrified that uh, Alf has let a homeless man into the house, uh, but they end up, you know, smoothing things over. Well, Al, the homeless guy call right calls them, and they're on their way, like to basically take Alf into yeah. Area Fifty One. Yeah, so That's the drama. Uh, once they once the feds show up, then the homeless guy ends up uh, going outside and being like, "Oh uh, yeah, yeah, the alien, yeah, it's me, I'm the alien," and they're like, "What?" Yep, that's it. I'm the mailman, uh, or I'm from uh, the planet Kneesbag, so time to take me uh, away. And they were like, you bum, get out of here. You ruined our Thanksgiving. Yeah, we didn't even get to see the end of the game. Yeah, this guy Flaky, though, is really the hero of the story. He really takes one for the team here. It's amazing. But he also was the person that sold out Al. True, true. He sold out Al for five grand, but then, uh, you know, he's... 
No, but I, I think like he, you know, $5,000 probably means a lot to him. He was willing to give it up to uh, save Alf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he also called the feds. So, yeah, he know. did. He did call the feds. on him, But, okay. uh, you know. Uh, so the family all gets together and kind of sappy ending. Like they're singing like uh, around the Thanksgiving table. Very sappy, uh, but they, listen, it's Thanksgiving. It's a, it's literally, the episode is probably airing on Thursday and Friday night yeah. of Thanksgiving. Kiwi, so, you know, why did yeah. they need to have a second dinner after they ate dinner next door at the Akane? I think they house? didn't really eat because the guy kept cutting the, the turkey for like Taking a half an too hour. Slow. Okay. So I, that didn't make so much sense, or maybe the food was terrible. He also gets hit in the head by some food, the dad. <laughs> yeah. They're going to uh, make turkey not, hot dogs. Yeah. It's not so clear why. I mean, I guess they're very middle class. The dad is a social worker. Like, they, you know, I, the their neighbor like feels bad. Feels like I think that they can't afford a turkey, and that's mm-hmm. why they didn't get one. That you know, and they of course can't explain that their alien Alf ate the ate the turkey raw. Right. So ultimately, then uh, they have the homeless guy join the family for Thanksgiving dinner, and then uh, that's that's pretty much that. Uh, we're gonna have have our closing to the episode that. Um, we're going to rehearse the Thanksgiving recital one more time. Alf is going to come out playing a Native American in the recital. Uh, not sure if Alf is being uh, super sensitive here to our uh, Native Americans. Yeah, I don't think so. Alf, Alf might have gotten canceled for this. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- should the family have let the homeless person live with them? They're already letting Alf live with them. I think that's like what they're saying, but I don't think he wants to. It's also crazy. In the finale, he says, like, he makes a joke. Alf makes a joke about where they're going to, they're going to, you know, they're buying a new planet on, like, at a discount, his friends, and he's going to move back there. And he basically makes a similar joke where it's like, we're going to steal the land from the natives. Yeah. So Alf is woke to it. So I'm surprised he was wearing, you know. He's seen it all. You've seen it all. Yeah. All right. Akiva, anything else to say about Alf? Not really. I, I sort of liked Alf the character much more than I remember, but maybe the show a little less. Like I thought, like, oh, I hope I don't get into this and I have to watch it. <laughs> I definitely would watch it with my kids. I'd like to watch a more normal, grounded episode that's not a special two-parter. Yeah. We haven't watched a lot of like super special episodes of, of the season three, episode sevens. Yeah. But I but I you know, I, I'd like to see more jo- joke heavy um, yeah. you know. If outing and see this what was on a there. streaming platform I, I think i could get my kids to watch a few episodes of alf oh my my sons were were completely enthralled with Alf. yeah they liked alf <laughs> akiva i don't know how it is at your house we watch one show around here uh we watch one show and that is all What's we that, watch oh uh, no we've moved off of Wildcrats. we what are, are watching? on to dinosaur train Oh, okay. You know, we were never big. I think one of my daughters watched Dinosaur Train. Yeah, we're not. We're not so into that. We, we watch are... the same show, and we watch it all day until we watch and we burn and we watch it for a month straight, and then we go move on to a new show and we watch same that episodes. All Do you day, rewatch episodes all day, every day? Can your kids rewatch the same episode of a yes, show? Yes. Yeah, my kids aren't big Dinosaur Train guys. They've been watching a lot of Curious George recently. They like Curious George, especially the little one. Mm-hmm. Um, my son, like, if he wants to hear a bedtime story, once he asked me to tell him a story about Curious George playing basketball. He loves basketball. Yeah, every night. So right now, this right now the story is um, uh, him, Curious George, Michael Jordan, Bugs Bunny, and the other people on Space Jam are on a basketball team together, and he loves this story. You make up this story? Yeah, every night. It's just like well, oh. it's like one minute of well, like. Well, should this be on the wheel? What a uh, 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 Michael Jordan like uh, Curious George basketball story? Yeah. 
like Akiva's bedtime story? Yeah. No, I think it would be boring after like oh, three minutes. I think minutes. it would be good. People could get like get into bed, and then Uncle Kiwi is going to tell them this, is tell them the story. Now, in your maybe story, it could be a bonus episode. Yeah, in in your story, uh, is uh, Michael Jordan does does he like hold grudges against the other characters that are in the, who I don't else is think in this? So, uh, so it's it's really my son, um, yeah. Curious George. And then basically the rest of the Space Jam crew, like okay. him and Curious George, have teamed up with the Space Jam. Like Jam crew. D- in your story, like does does Michael Jordan uh, like invent reasons that Noam has wronged him in some way? <laughs> um. Well, oh, you mean his teammate? Well, it's Yosef. Noam is uh Noam isn't a big sports. Oh, fan. but the, got it. It's a three year old. So yes. I think, um, no, he, he there's not a lot of strife on the team yet. It's mostly like who's dunking the ball, like who's the star right. of the of I mean, the game. Does Michael Jordan mind if Yosef is going to take a big shot? I would guess like there might be some drama. I think I could invent that. What am I teaching my son if I if I like? Oh, you've been taking all the all the you know big shots, and now Michael Jordan is mad at you. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I also don't remember a lot of the Looney Tunes names from the show, so I have to like make them up. Um. <laughs> But yes. it's fine because they don't know the kids don't know Looney Tunes yeah. anyway. What Tasmanian my- Devil is usually in the starting five because I remember him. Yeah. Okay. So th- this is not the Chicago Bulls. This is some sort of uh, this is like the Space Jam crew. I could see Michael Jordan like trash talking Bugs Bunny about Lola Bunny. Mm-hmm. Like if Bugs Bunny has a bad game, then it's like, oh, that's why Lola Bunny like you know didn't give you that smooch where your leg- lips get stuck together for thirty seconds afterwards after the game. Whoa. Yeah, so, well, that happens in Space Jam. My son is obsessed with it. He always asks me, how come their lips are stuck together when they kiss? Mm-hmm. Um, so, that's why I can't let him take baths with girls. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, that's a good idea. We could do a bedtime, a bedtime story. You don't do, do you do like specialized bedtime stories? Not really. That, my I, thing I, is, when yeah. I have to put my kids to bed, I let them stay up uh, until I'm going to bed. And then, then I say, all right. I'm going to bed. You guys are going to be up by yourselves. So that's it. Yeah, I had I had a, a story for my girls, which was much different, which was like um, the magic ball story, where if they touched the ball and then said the name of a place, they could go mm-hmm. wherever they wanted in the world. Wow. But I now I think that's it, retired. Yeah. Is that why your daughter wants you to pay for a trip for her to go to Italy? What? Oh, did she mention that on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. How else did I know that? Yeah. I think... Um, yeah, I'm very upset that like they're planning this trip without me. That is kind of annoying. Yeah, uh, I think we, she said we you have, really you have plenty of money. That was why she said that. Is she that what she it. said? <laughs> Something to that effect. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm. Listen, she's lucky if she has like half a bat mitzvah this <laughs> in February. So we'll see where where the trips go. Well, they, they my kids were looking for like <laughs> you where do are the cheap flights bot? now. No, but like half bat mitzvah means like just friends, like no family or whatever, mm-hmm. just like, people who are local. They were like looking like, all right, like now that it's like going to be a little safer, like where are their cheap flights? My daughters, my kids. Like, mm-hmm. I want to, we want to go somewhere this summer since we're not going to be able to go to their, you know, their grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, all right, their cheap flights to Cyprus. Mm-hmm. That's where they want to go. Or Malta for 32 fans, uh, number one European country. <laughs> wow. Well, well, yeah. All right. Akiva, are yeah. you ready for a <laughs> mailbag? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Here we go. Let's go to the mailbag. Okay, from Mel Mac to the mailbag. Nailed it. Not not a milk bag. Yeah, people people are mad that we cut the uh, Peppa Pig music, like the well, interstitial. There's no bit. making people happy. 
Yeah, that that had the you know had the cut off Peppa Pig. People say they really like that. We're too professional of an operation now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that, everybody. All right, uh, Akiva. I guess so yes. should we address the controversy about the uh, should skip a week be in on the wheel? Yeah, a lot of people were really against it. Uh, Let me read Reddit. some some threads on please, the, please uh, Renap subreddit. Uh, yes, Reddit. they probably handled this news well. Yeah, slash r slash Renap. Uh, we have our um. Let's see, uh, Robin Akiva. Oh, can we make an petition to not have a lose a week spot added to the wheel that has 39 upvotes uh, another post uh do you want a lose a week punishment spot added to the wheel uh 89 said uh no uh that 13 said yes uh right, so nobody's really in favor of this uh, another post uh a skip a spot on the wheel isn't a great idea yeah, I think a lot of the people were saying, like, we're so bored. If we like the show, it's like one of the few things that entertainment-wise still exists, and there's going to be fewer and fewer TV shows and movies coming out probably as we get into the summer. Like, you just give us some entertainment, guys. Like, don't skip a week. Yeah, okay, fine. But then some people think, like, well, to do a double, you should have this option. But I also think we're probably not doing a double anytime soon. Yeah, look, I, I think that the double is effectively the spot on the wheel we don't want. Uh, if the double shot came right. back, that would serve. Oh, yeah, we'd be rooting for a skip a week over the double shot. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Skip a week, is we don't have to do anything. Double shot, we have to do twice the work. And it's it feels like three episodes. So, yeah, that that is... How about if we bring back double shot, we have to bring back skip a week. Is that fair? No, I think if we bring back double shot, that's it. That's the whammy for us. Like, oh, okay. no, double Got shot. It. Yeah. All right, so we're punishing ourselves, but not yeah, maybe not. Yeah, they can the, root for it. It is like a whammy. It's like the audience is yes. rooting for it. We're rooting against it. So when do we bring it back? Uh, we should get five episodes before the uh, double. Oh shot yeah, comes not back. yet, not yet. Um, to get mildly serious for a second, so I don't, I have not followed the story at all, but just looking in the Renap um subreddit, uh, a lot of the people on Vanderpump Rules were sort of fired for old comments. Canceled. That, so are we taking Vanderpump out of the fishbowl? Uh, yeah. And again, I don't know what yeah. they said. Look, I know they got fired. Look, I do not follow that show. If I'm getting canceled, I'm getting canceled for something I did. I said. Yeah. Not, not for, for something. I'm not, not going to, uh, you know. I was going to say Shauna. What's the person's name? I don't know. I don't know. But look, if people Stassi? are out on Vanderpump, we're out on Vanderpump. Yeah, that's true. And if there's a big uproar, Enough. it's like maybe they're not in the episode. I don't know. I never heard of three of the four characters got fired. So I don't know if they're major characters. Yeah. Take I've it out of, of the fishbowl. Yeah. So it's out for now, for sure. And there's no fishbowl this week anyway. So get out of here. Um, I yeah. did also mm-hmm. get some uh, further pushing for Avatar, the last airbender. From whom? Uh, well, I, I do every week uh, in the patron group. I do Facebook Friday. Uh, I do also sometimes like the monthly patron cast. I talk with a lot of our listeners and people tell me things. Sometimes people pitch me on things for the wheel. Sometimes people, I say like, okay, you could, you can pitch me, but that's not green light. Uh, people say like, Hey, I want to tell you some season three, episode seven things, but I get a lot of feedback when I do these other, uh, patron shows. Yeah. Um, what's funny is I went on another podcast this week and, uh yeah, I went on a I went on a, it hasn't released yet, but I was on with um Aman. Yes. From uh from Big Brother, RuPaul's yes. Drag Race. Yes. And 
And I think I don't I don't know if it was on the air or right afterwards. I said, like, would you I was explaining the podcast, like, would you be interested in coming on an episode? And when we explained season three, episode seven, which is always takes a few minutes, like, wait, you only you could only why do I have to watch that? Like, I'd want to watch a different episode. Yeah. Um, he said, what about Avatar The Last Airbender? OK. Said, you know, basically right. get in line. A lot of people want to watch that. So. OK, look, if, if our younger listeners yeah. want it, if yeah. our biggest stand or Akiva's biggest stand, Jacob wants it. All right, that's uh, that. It's uh, we should put it, especially with the Vanderpump vacancy. No, should... except what? except, what? and I'm what? not saying no to Avatar: The Last Airbender. But I spoke to Jacob this week, and he switched his show. What? He switched the show to what? He he said, I said, you know, people had already asked for it, so and you know, we'd already said no, but I don't think it's fair to them. What did he um, switch it to? The West Wing. West Wing. Uh, now, do you what? want him to switch it a third time? I don't know. I didn't know he was a West Wing stan. He's a West Wing stan. Let's see. Okay. Uh, I think it might be hard to podcast. To jump the in the middle Wing. of an episode of the West Wing. Well, so I've, should never, we ask- I've never watched it. I know it's very, it's very popular, but I feel like it'd be very hard to not be uh, just constantly comparing it to uh, current events. Mm-hmm. From... Um, why is it a very dysfunctional presidency on the West Wing? No, I think I, I think it was, you would say like, well, this would never happen. Right? Like, sure. Could you imagine like, uh, sure. like oh, like uh, imagine this scandal that's happening in the West Wing? Okay, Absolutely. so here, uh, here we go. Season three, episode seven. Another problem with season three, episode seven is that it, we get a lot of Thanksgiving episodes. Uh, yeah, so yep. hadn't thought about this that. episode is called "The Indians in the Lobby." Uh, on the day before Thanksgiving, the president is talking turkey. To whoever will listen, and everyone must. Meanwhile, CJ deals with two Native Americans who have encamped in the lobby. Toby annoys the president when he finds out polls involving the first family increase his popularity. Sam is dismayed by a new formula for poverty, and Josh goes diplomatic on a case involving a Georgia teen who has killed uh, his teacher and fled to Italy. Hmm. So, I don't know, it doesn't sound that... Fun. Yeah. All right. Let's let Jacob stew on it for a week, and maybe he could uh, mm-hmm. go back to Avatar. He could pick something else. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So might have to have seven guests for the Avatar. Sounds like a lot of quaint uh, problems that are coming up in the Bartlett uh, administration. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if we could follow it. But uh, was he active on Twitter, President Bartlett? I don't. Th- I think it's pre-Twitter. MySpace. Very. End. He had a very active MySpace profile. I, I think it was considered like weird for candidates at the beginning to have it i don't think there was politicians on twitter for the first couple of years so mm-hmm. myspace i would imagine there never was probably not okay all right so uh akivo what is in the mailbag yeah. okay we got a bunch of submissions we actually just got a lot in the last couple hours so maybe i'll i'll oh. read some of them blind people are like all right akiva's back on yeah um how about this this is from taylor h do akiva and rob know what women want no all right, so Taylor says, I just saw the movie What Men Want, starring Mel Gibson, and oh it gave me an idea. Yeah, women do not want Mel Gibson. And it gave me an idea for the wheel. Do Robin Akiva know what women want? No. Listeners could write in various questions, such as, what do women like on a first date? What do women want in a man? Robin Akiva will each give their answer and be judged by an expert panel of women. Hmm. Whoever has the best answer gets a point. Most points at the end of the game wins, and the lunar get the loser gets the wife genie punishment. Ooh. Hope to hear what you think. Love the okay. podcast. So what is it? Are you going to poll 100 women? Well, I wouldn't because I'm going to be playing the game. But someone would poll 100 women. We and then polled we'd ha- 100 women. Mm-hmm. Or, we, 
where the question is, do we poll 100 women mm-hmm. or do we just have an expert panel of three women voting and we don't need the poll or both? I think we should poll 100 women. Okay. We polled 100 women mm-hmm. and we asked them questions. Like, do you have ideas for questions? Should they think no, of them? I, I think that maybe – I think that what we should do is find uh, a woman or two who would want to write the questions and then we mm-hmm. can – how do we vet that um, it's not guys filling out the poll? I, I think it's fine. I, I think – I mean, I, I usually have people do a, uh, an email address just so they don't vote, you know, vote 10 times or they're less likely to. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be a big uh, – Yeah, men give so many things. I feel like they could sit at this one poll and they'll be fine. I know, but I feel like they might be trying to sneak in there. They want to see what the poll is going to be. I mean, we're going to get more than 100 responses. So if someone okay. is – you know, if someone – if they think someone's fishy, if their yeah. name is like – catfish, you know, okay? I'm actually a man 21 at gmail.com. Then mm-hmm. you know you could add that what person's out. We got more than a hundred for the uh, the pointless last week. I had to randomize and pick a hundred. Okay. Um, yeah. Or, so, but the only thing is, like, or we're going to be giving specific answers. I don't know how that works in terms of voting. Like, I still think we might need a panel of three. I women. think it might be a multiple choice questions. I think it might be okay. Uh, okay. You know, in terms of uh, what if, maybe we could maybe we could like uh, talk it through first and then hear the multiple choice. All right, so yeah, we need we need someone with a vision for this episode to maybe, but I think there's something there, mm-hmm. someone with a vision for the questions and maybe how the scoring works. But yeah, I'm up for that. Would love a, a wife genie idea and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, I tell you how dumb I am. I'm in the uh, how mailbag. How dumb are you? Yes, I'm in. So Rob, I'm in the uh, mailbag sheet, cleverly titled mailbag sheet, where where uh, producer Jess East posts the questions that I forward her. And then I saw someone else clicking around, and I was like, oh, uh, I didn't think Rob was in here, but maybe Jess is posting new questions. Then I realized I just have it open in three different places. Mm-hmm. So it's me, me, and me, uh, with just three different colors in the Google Doc. Anyway, um, Jocelyn has another game show idea. Okay. Jocelyn says, I have an idea for a game show for a nap. It's based on an old game show called Generation Gap. You and Rob would be the Gen X team, and you'd have to pay- take on a pair of Gen Z guests and I guess uh, maybe two older guests. There'd be three different generations mm-hmm. or or two. I'm not sure. The game has trivia questions about each generation to the opposite team. You take turns answering. You could also get to guess the other team will get it right before they give their answer. There's a round in the middle. We answer questions about the generation in between you. All right. What do you hmm. think about generation gap? I have not watched the show. She did link to it. Yeah. I don't know too much about this. I mean, if somebody wants to make it up, how many teams would we need? Are, are well, you and I, I on a team? Are we? Uh, I think we're a team, but her idea was we were the old people and there would be a young team. I wonder if we should do three teams so we could get there, real B words in of, there. We of people older than us. Yes. And so like three teams. There's We're generation – we're like older millennials slash generation – yeah. they said Gen X. Well, you're the world's oldest millennial. Yeah. We might be on different teams. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Maybe uh, I'd be a millennial and you'd be like the younger one and then there would be like a real boomer on your team. <laughs> I think there'd be an older Gen Xer. An older Gen Xer, sorry. Yeah, somebody like in, you know, well into their 40s on your team. Well, and maybe, have maybe some... you could do it maybe that, uh, like a team of like two people in their 20s, two people in their 30s, two bit yeah. that, uh, I'd be matched up with someone who's in their 40s. So we're not on the same team then, though. I thought yeah. it would be fun for us to be on the same team. Okay. We're not, but we're also not born in the 80s. You can't do 70s, 80s, and 90s because we're not, right? You're 79. I mean, you you're could, born? I mean, I guess you could cut it off where, like, uh, if those, like, oh, a Chester uh, decade. 
they say if there's a 30 to 45 uh, bracket and there's a 45 to 60 and there's a uh, 20 to 35, you know, a 20 yeah, to 35 team. We could do that. I think it makes the most sense for us to be on the same team. Okay. I think we're ultimately like pretty similar generationally. But is it like questions about like what what uh, song topped the charts in 2019? I'm going to look at the game. I'll look at the game for next week and see what type of questions there are. Yeah. Um, but there's something there, I think. Okay. Um, speaking about generations, Walt has an idea. It's called Robin and Kiva Ruin Their Childhood. Robin and Kiva both watch a TV show or a movie from their childhood that they absolutely adored, but they have not seen since. Hmm. Talking at least 20 years here. It may be fun to look back and see how it holds up. We've watched up. two uh, movies? Well, yeah, or maybe one one of us would pick a show, one of us would pick a movie, I don't know. Uh, and it would be be a lens into what you liked when you were younger and see how much that has changed. Hmm. No, I feel like that, uh, anything that was beloved to me as a child, I think I have watched. Really? So there's nothing you're like, because I, I mean, not Elf was, the, Elf was not like the number one most beloved thing, but I really had not spent any time with Elf until mm-hmm. Do you uh, have something today. like this, Akiva? I'd have to think. I, you know, I don't have one ready to go. I mean, I liked, um, I like Transformers, but I would that I wouldn't say that's like it was important to me. It was mostly sports. Mm. I was mostly into sports. Yeah. So I don't know if I. I mean, it's an interesting idea. I don't have a thing that I can think of that I've never because anything like that. I think I've showed it to my kids. Right. I think one of the real fun parts about having kids is you can do stuff like that. Like I, I could show them ten episodes of Elf now. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. they're back in school, so I yeah. think. It's like it, it really takes away from the 27 hours of TV we were watching every day. <laughs> right. Most have been uh, cut to zero. We've had a lot of fun uh, here in that my brother had gotten us a old uh, Nintendo or a Nintendo emulator. And mm-hmm. I have been playing uh, a lot of Mike Tyson's punch out. And Ooh. so uh, my kids are very interested in watching that. I had a big desire to play um, Madden 99. Ooh. This week. It was like my favorite version of Madden. Yeah. And I do have it. I, I, I did like take it from my childhood home. Um, but I did, I haven't, like, I feel like once I set that up, that's the end of any productivity for the next six weeks. Madden 99. What would you play? A, a franchise mode as the Jets? I, I used to play as the Jaguars. The Jaguars had a lot of talent in 99, if you remember. The Jets mm-hmm. did beat the, the Jaguars in the playoffs that year, but then the Jaguars were the number one seed the next year. So they had Were you Tony pumped Br- up when Mark Brunel was the backup quarterback for the Jets? Um, no, I was over Brunel by then, but like Brunel is, is you want a scrambling quarterback. Brunel could run. Fred Taylor was great. Jimmy Smith was great. Um, but they had Tony Brackens, who nobody remembers, but is their all time sack leader, who was like mm-hmm. a 99 or 100 mm-hmm. at defensive end. They had a lot of good players. The Jets just, the problem was the Jets had like Glenn Foley as their starting quarterback in that game. Mm-hmm. They weren't very good. Curtis Martin was just okay. They have Vinny on the bench. They had, um, yeah, I think Vinny was on the bench with a higher, with a higher rating. But, like, Keyshawn had an 83 and Corbett was a 72. That was really why it wasn't fun playing with them. They had terrible ratings for a lot of those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mo Lewis, I think, was the highest guy in that team. Aaron Glenn was good. But, it, 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 yeah, so I would usually play as the Jaguars. 15-year franchise. I usually win, like, eight Super Bowls. Um, that's fun. It's fun to play <laughs> franchise mode. I want to go back there. But uh, I have to see if, if I can get away with it. Yeah. Okay. Rob, I, so we got we got a rare uh, voicemail. We got a lot of voicemails oh, of people voicemail. trying to pitch there. So I just emailed it to you. We got a lot of guys um, pitching their teams, their NBA team. But I said to hold off. I'm, we're not even going to listen to those for yeah. at least a couple weeks. Okay. That's, that podcast is but definitely not going to end until now, July. Right? It's it's not on the wheel yet. I think I, I don't think it should air until July. July. I think this week. 
Yeah, because the the season's not starting till like July thirtieth. Okay, and then we're gonna do it's a wheel jam. It. Yeah, I think we'll wheel jam in July. Start at two and go up to like four, eight, sixteen, thirty-two. All right, but not this week, not next week for sure. Maybe the week after. All right. Well, here's Adam. Here's Adam. So I'm a little bit behind on the podcast right now. I'm in the Brady Bunch episode. Wow. Um, but you guys have been complaining a lot about how uh, the listeners are being rude to you and your guests, and I think I have a way to solve that. So my latest idea is called Robin Akiva, make you shit your pants. What? What you'll do is you'll get a bunch of alpha male and women on the podcast, and they'll explain to you how to be scarier, more intense people. And then that way, all your listeners will be afraid to um, be mean to you. Uh, it's bound to work. I mean, I don't know any alphas. I'm certainly not one myself, but I feel like everything I know about alphas, uh, they'll let you know. Uh, yeah, good luck. We want to make the listeners scared of us. <laughs> like, I guess they won't bully us anymore. Was that a big problem during the Brady Bunch episode? I era? think because a lot of people were like, oh, Brady Bunch. Oh, you guys oh, yeah. are boomers. That's uh, when they started dropping the B word. And it wasn't yeah, Brady. Yeah. I, I okay. didn't want to watch the Brady Bunch. I feel like we've come to understand with the listeners since then. What was that, like 10 episodes ago? I feel like uh, longer than that. Wow. Um, yeah. So I don't know if beating up the listeners is still high on our. Or like intimidating them that we could beat them up mm-hmm. is still like high on our list of things. But you know, it is good to know that uh, that he's out there, you know, having our back. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, I don't know about the name for that episode. Maybe they could have used a little bit of. Fun. Yeah. Also, I don't think they could teach us to be intimidating. I don't think we could become alphas overnight. I'm not sure that would happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Not in the course of like uh, an hour and ten minutes. Well, it would probably be a longer episode. Yeah. For us to become out. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. What else? Um, a lot of we have a lot of different ideas on the same subject. That's one of the things that mo- is most frequently pitched to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's basically Robin Akiva do a version of like a game from RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. or Robin Akiva watch season three, episode seven, RuPaul's Drag Race, or more Robin Akiva like learn about drag culture. So it's really three like minded pitches. From the same thing. And then, you know, some people say, oh, there'd be a drag queen would come on and explain it to us, or we could watch um, the show, um, or we could play a game from the show, which is called um, on Celebrity Drag Race, they do something, they have like challenges. So you come up mm-hmm. with your name and style, you read people to filth, which I think is like a roast. Yeah. And a snatch game, which is a version of the match game yes. where we impersonate each other. We impersonate each other. Well, I'd That's like to just play the match game. Play the match game or the snatch game? Ma- wow, it's the same thing. Well, I thought we have match game as a as an idea that you said. Should we, someone wrote this this week, actually. We had said that the match game, because we have so many games, is on the wheel, but it can't come up until after uh, Renapiwood Squares gets aired. Okay. But I I am fine with the match game going straight on the wheel now. Um, do we have a light wheel? Should we look at the wheel? It's a light wheel. Yeah, we could get to the wheel. We could start looking at the wheel. But I think it's light because, remember, there's no Season 3, Episode 7 next week. Yeah. There's th- three or four ideas that are temporarily off, like Game Night and Conspirapod 3 right. and Robin Keeping Need a Verdict. So and we're close on some other ideas, too. With the Drag Race podcast, like, I feel like that it's just we're throwing a lot of stuff at the wall. I feel like we don't have one consistent idea. Like, mm-hmm. if we have some sort of a podcast that's like a Robin Akiva Go Drag uh, mm-hmm. Does it need to be associated with the Drag Race TV show? Are we watching an episode of Drag Race? 
I think only if it's season three, episode seven. Mm. I think if it's not, we don't have to. Yeah. Unless maybe we, we'd learn, like, if we were playing the Snatch game, maybe we'd have to watch one of those to learn what, what was what. So I just want would love to have like somebody like give us a clear vision on this. What are what are we doing? Like uh we don't have time to do, you know, seven different things. Play play a game, watch an episode, figure out our drag name. Like what what are we good what are we going for? Okay. So this was pitched by Grace. I'll have her get back to to us on that. Yeah, just um, I would love to hear from from Grace like uh what's just give us the the outline and uh let's let's give it a shot. Okay, fine. Um, you want to read what's on the wheel and we'll see if we need to boost that up for this week. Okay. Here's what's on the wheel right now. Uh, season three, episode seven, not eligible for this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, coin flip. Okay. The crappy movie diaper, people's choice. Again, uh, that's not really a thing. That's just more wheel spins. Uh, we have the Renappy Wood Squares. We have the Freakiest Freak. We have Quibi Shows Are Trash. We have mm-hmm. The Price is Right. We have Robin Akiva need a bop that slaps. And then yeah. we had Rob needs an NBA team. You want to take that off the wheel. Yeah, let's take that off the wheel for two weeks. And then we have our PR firm. Yep, that's on the wheel. Okay. All right. So we're going to add match game. So we have uh, six, which is usually our minimum. We do have six standalone regular ideas. Mm-hmm. We don't have to add match game. I'll say it's your call. It'll get there eventually. Do you want to add match? And I have an idea for match game that I suspect... You might not like. Oh. But I, <laughs> well. I don't know if I should say it now. I mean, we don't have to do it, but I think it's funny. Well, what what, what's your idea? It. Well, my idea for the match game is the match game M-A-T-T-C-H, and all five panelists' names are Matt. No, I hate that. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I knew you'd say it was so stupid. It, yeah. Come on. For all five panelists' name Matt. It's the no, match no, game. No, no, It's no. so stupid. Okay. All right. Now I say it shouldn't be on the wheel this Who week. Who are the five Matts you want on the panel? You don't think we could find we could find five mat five mats by noon? Well, you know that I do hear often that you know, hey, there's not enough podcasts with eight male voices on it. Oh, how about this? Okay, so you think I didn't think about that? Yeah. Say a- any woman whose last name is Matthews is eligible. And what about Maddie? Yeah, Matt could, Maddie could come on. Yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Okay, sure right. more Matt D. Yeah. Okay. All right, Akiva. Yes. D- uh. Do you want to hold off on match game? M A T C H. Yeah, maybe I'll think of a different name. Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought it was a good pitch. All right, that's what's that's what's on the wheel right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, any, anything else we want to uh, think about adding? I can't think of anything this second. We have a lot of ideas. Uh, I think guest two is coming soon. Yeah. I think the the sing along is coming soon. We have a lot of ideas that you know that what's are hovering. The sing-along? The uh, Jason Curtis Rivera, the musical. Oh, the, didn't you write a Renap, yes. Renap the musical? Yes. I didn't know it was I don't a think it's a sing along. No, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Okay. All right. Uh, Akiva, you ready for the spin? For yes. Episode number 89 coming up. All right. Mm-hmm. Here we go. We have Robin Akiva need a bop that slaps. Get oh, so Will we're, from we're writing a Bob that slaps. Will from America. How about this? Yes. I do like the name Robin Akiva write the song of the summer. Song of the summer. Okay. Robin Akiva write the song of the summer. You don't you like that more than Robin Akiva write a Bob that slaps. I like them both. Maybe it could be like a colon, like Robin Akiva write a Bob, aka Robin Akiva write the song of the summer. 
All right, well, let's work that out with Will when we get okay. there. But that's what's coming up Because I do like the idea. Week. I do want to write the song of the summer next week. Yeah. Okay. It's still time. It's like the last week you could still write the song of the summer and get yeah. it under eligibility. So are we going to be writing a song that is very much like lyrics of like, hey, quarantine's got you down? You want to mention quarantine a lot. I, I don't, don't know. I'm asking you. I'm asking you. Should we touch it? We, should we? If it's the song of the summer... Is it escapist or is it talking about everything that's happening right now? I guess, I guess we will figure Maybe it out next be week like with a, Will. We didn't start the fire of 2020. That's not bad. <laughs> that's not bad. All right. Well, we got next week to figure that out. But maybe, yeah, maybe we could do some pre-prep on on in our brains of things to talk about. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah. I got a couple ideas of things I want to mention. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So he's going to come on. I think he'll have a, a like a melody or two for us. Yeah, and uh, he's gonna. I've never written a song. I have no sort of musical improv improv training at all. I don't know if you do. I music is not really my strength. Mm-hmm. Do we need like a fourth in the room? Um, let's work that out with uh with Will. Okay. Potentially, like, do you have confidence in your abilities to write a bop that slaps. Let's let's talk with Will and see what he thinks. If he thinks that okay. he, that maybe we might we might need one one other person. Uh, I'm open to that. Okay, fine. All right, but I am excited to write the song yeah, of the summer. This is a week. great choice. I'm very excited for episode number 89. And we right, still need ideas for what's coming up in episode number 100. Yeah. We get, we get a lot of pitches that are like, do 100, you know, different rejected ideas. The most popular one, I think, so far is Shut Up Tim's The Toast of Robin Akiva. Mm-hmm. Um, which also can happen, but doesn't have to be episode 100 either. I don't know. Are yeah. we going to wheel jam for episode 100? Um, I think that we should have a special episode 100 wheel and then spin that of coming up with mm-hmm. ideas for episode number 100 and okay. then spi- uh, spin. Similar that to wheel. what we did for the uh, Minneapolis show. trip. Yes. Okay. Live show. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of our live trip sh- uh, to Minneapolis that mm-hmm. I uh, am going to be speaking after this podcast uh, today with uh, Sunday Burquest, who was there with us live on that show. Uh, and she got some uh, tough news in this past week uh, that she has uh, she's a cancer survivor and she has had uh, a recurrence of cancer. Uh, so uh, our thoughts are with uh, Sunday Burquest this week. I'm going to be talking to her uh, after that. Be on the lookout for that podcast as well for Robin's podcast listeners. Yeah, definitely. Shout outs to her and uh, hope she show, hope she does well. I. I, she came on, and what did we do with Sunday Berkeley at the live show? She us find our best friends, and I was going to also say to you then, Akiva, we have yeah. not checked in with our best friends, and it's been almost a year. Yeah, so I can check in uh, with them maybe for next week. I will say, um, I didn't realize that the the Brett in the best friend group was like still in college. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know, um, what was Brett's friend's name? The woman. She was like a teacher. She was like, a st- I didn't realize that there was such a big age gap between them. Because mm-hmm. I see Brett posting on social media like, I'm graduating college. I was like, oh, I thought you guys were like in the same age range. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a real May-December uh, friendship. Yeah. Uh, I've not heard from them. I, I do not. I, we used to get tagged in, in when they would go out. But again, nobody's gone out the last few months. There might not be an update, but we'll mm-hmm. get an update for next Yeah, we'll week. see. Has, That's quar- right. has quarantine brought them closer together or, you know, has driven that, them uh, further apart? Yeah. yeah. So we'll find I will out. say my pitch for, and we threw that whole day together in like an hour. My pitch was, um, we just like rank the days of the week or something in ha- how they would work as names. And you said she will not like that. And then we came up with yeah. something much better. She's heard those all, uh, <laughs> yeah. before. But we ended up coming up with uh, with better ideas. So, yeah. You know. Okay. 
All right. Uh, well, great job, Akiva. And uh, we'll be back next week to hear uh, ideas for the Bop That Slaps, a.k.a. the Song of the Summer. Uh, we are looking for submissions for episode number 100. And anything else you want to send us to need a podcast at robiswebsite.com. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Here come your man in black. Won't let you remember. All right, check it. Let me tell you this in closing. Although it might seem imposing, but trust me, if we ever show in your section, believe me, it's for your own protection. Because we see things that you need not see, and we be places that you need not be. So go with your life, look at the Roswell crap, show love to the black suit. Because that's the man in, that's the man in. Here come the man in black, here they come, galaxy defend.